What do you do when you're facing challenges to remember that God is all there is? How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Hi, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit. So glad you joined us. I'm Tracy. I'm Leslie. And our theme today is passion. Every week we have a theme, and we always ask the question, well, what does saying yes to spirit have to do with that theme? Or if I say yes to spirit, how does it help me experience that theme in a specific way, in a deeper way, or in a safer way, or in a more fun way, or whatever? A more passionate way. Or a more ah, passionate that was too way. Easy, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Um, but we never go into our theme of the week without first connecting it with the previous week's theme. And last week our theme was safety. See, now that, there's just, is there a logical one in that? There's got to be a logical one in that. We've had a logical one for so long running here. The idea of safety, I'm thinking last week I talked a lot about emotional safety. I would uh, say for me, passion, whether it be physical passion or emotional passion, that if I'm not feeling safe, it certainly is not, um, I'll just say it's not possible, so certainly I've had physical passion without feeling safe, sadly, but, um, so it's possible, but it's certainly not as it's intended to be, it's not authentic. So safety within a relationship or within myself would allow me then to have passion for all things in a much more authentic way when I'm feeling safe. There you go. Is that it? Did I did I do it? Did I connect the dots? She's got this blank look on her face. Well, the connect the dots music is over. <laughs> so and, that must and make... you made us right. <laughs> no, just actually that makes a lot of sense that there is even if you know what you're passionate about, if you don't feel safe, you're probably not going to express mm-hmm. your passion right. in a positive way. Or if you don't feel safe, you may express your passion in a very powerful negative way. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about you know crimes of passion mm-hmm. when people blow up and react and mm-hmm. they don't feel safe, they feel threatened, mm-hmm. even if it's only in their own mind, but they feel threatened and then they lash out and kill someone mm-hmm. or you know attack someone. And so safety, I think you're right, has a is a great is is a important foundation. Foundation, I like that word. For passion to be expressed in a healthy way, not to be held in, mm-hmm. and not to be released in a negative way. Yay for Leslie! She did a Yay good little connect the dots. Good golly! <laughs> so let's take a little one minute break, and then we'll come back, and we will dive into this idea of passion.
Welcome back. You're listening to Say Yes to Spirit. Doesn't that sound like a radio announcement? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, she had a very good radio voice there, Trace. Very You're good. listening to yes. Say Yes to Spirit. Maybe I should try to uh, get hired to do some voiceover. You could do that. That would be fun. Anyway, this is Say Yes to Spirit. <laughs> and our theme today is passion. And it's a perfect theme for today for me because I have a lot of passion about most things that I do in my life. And today I have no passion. Today? Right. Today I'm like, the passion is gone? Today I have no passion. So, of course, it would be huh. our theme, right? Hmm. Universe. Universe. Yeah, that's how it happens, except usually it's you. <laughs> Thank you. For those who don't normally listen, they would never have had to have known that. You know I mean, you know, that's, usually it's you who comes in. It's like, hey, why, why do we have to talk about this? Or this is perfect to talk about because just this week, this has happened. Yeah, it's like okay. So I'm I I have a I have a very very clear expectation that by the end of this hour, my passion ah, will be back. True that. True that. True that. So now, um, when we speak of passion, automatically do we think of physical passion, or is that just me? That must be just you. <laughs> well, I, think, I think that's good news. <laughs> that it's still, yeah. But anyway, I think. Well, of, wait. When you physical, say physical passion, are you saying sex? Sex, making uh, love, physical pleasure. Because you know, there's physical passion. Like I was a cheerleader. Oh no 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 no! no. Gosh you know. no no no! That was, I was physical, physical, physical love, physically love. Expressing yeah, passion, no, but you're talking pleasure. About yes, I'm talking about physical pleasure. Yes, yes, yes. That's where my mind goes when I think of passion. Oh, okay. you have been so brainwashed by it. <laughs> TV in the United and and what does passion TV magazine Google it. ads Google it in Google it. I bet it has physical pleasure in the definition certainly yeah it's about number five or six it's not it I is think because it's number one because I actually already Googled <laughs> it you? because I was like I really don't want to talk about this today so what does the dictionary say and the dictionary says a strong and barely controllable emotion ah. a passion is a state or oh. a state of emotion or an outburst of so emo- of such emotion. Rage, ardor, anger, and then love. <laughs> um, that's one definition. The, 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 the Merriam-Webster adds the the passion from a spiritual point of view that the sufferings of Christ between the night of the Last Supper and his death are referred to as as the passion. There's um, a player on that, isn't there? The passion play. Yes. Um, Passion, Wikipedia Encyclopedia, passion from the Latin verb meaning, the Latin verb pati, meaning to suffer. Good. Isn't that Gosh, you're just ruining this word for me. Passion is a term applied to a very strong feeling about a person or thing. Passion is an intense emotion compelling you to act. Urban Dictionary, passion. Passion is when you put more energy into something than is required to do it. It is more than just enthusiasm or excitement. So, like, these are the first and second things that people, that the dictionaries say. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no. See, but that's a... They get to... Sexual pleasure, yes. At some point. So. You know, it's an interesting thing, though, as I'm thinking about it, um, I I do have a clear thought that sexual pleasure, passion, that passion and sexual pleasure, okay, people that might not listen to the show all the time, I am a trauma survivor. My uncle molested me sexually from diapers to age 12 or 13. So sexual pleasure for me, most of my adult life, until I got my memories, um, I was just terrified of sex. And so there was no, certainly no passion there. If, if I felt like I was in a relationship and I had to be sexual, it was kind of like I would leave my body and the body would do and, and the mind and the spirit were gone. 
And then once I got the memories and went through some therapeutic work around that, my physical body could respond. I could at least stay present. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I ever felt, and that was why the Connect the Dots was was really interesting because I don't think I ever felt safe. I, I still think I really fully felt safe and fully experienced any kind of physical pleasure while being safe, which I think would take that to a passionate, that physical pleasure to a passionate level that, you know, they write books about or have movies about, you know. And and what's interesting to me is, as I'm thinking about this, connecting it to physical pleasure and the and the and the depth of where I know intellectually that can go, but I've not been personally connecting that release or that safety or that letting go or that, you know, all in, completely present, I think those are the things that are also present if I'm authentically living my passion in my professional life, if I'm passionate about, you know, how I'm interacting with my friends, if I'm fully present, A, I've got to be, well, A, I've got to be fully present, B, I've got to be safe, and see, I've got to let go and be not thinking about the grocery list or not thinking about what do I want to say next or not thinking about anything other than what's right there in that moment. And that's what creates pure passion, whether it be physical or emotional or spiritual. So that makes me actually consider. Ah, well, thank you. That. Hmm, considering something. There is. No passion without all three being involved. Not, not that being safe, but that all that to be acting or to be guided by passion or to be acting in a passionate way, you you truly are engaging mm-hmm. mental, mm-hmm. emotional, mm-hmm. and physical. I I yeah. Did Otherwise, I say that? I think that's really smart. If I said that. Uh, so it's like you. You can have an interest, like the dictionary definition that said passion is greater than simply enthusiasm. Right. So I could be enthusiastic about, you know, going to the movies once a month with my partner or spouse. I could be enthusiastic about that because it's time that we get to spend together and my partner or spouse really loves the movies. And I can be enthusiastic about that, but really my motivation around that is the relationship mm-hmm. and building the relationship. But let's say my one of the reasons I'm excited or, or enthusiastic about doing that is because my partner or spouse is passionate about the movies, mm-hmm. you know, that they go to the movie every Friday night mm-hmm. because they are film fans. You know, they're fascinated those kind of with people. everything related to the <laughs> making of the film and the actors, and they know people. all the stories. Right? And they have a passion yes. for film mm-hmm. or for the movies. Mm-hmm. And so there's a different level, you know, my that partner or spouse is always, I mean, in their conversation all the time, they're tracking what's going on, what's coming out next, in you know, in the next three weeks. They're planning their schedule around it. They're you know, they know the actors and the actresses, and, you know, that that's passion. Right. It's all three levels. It's firing on it. It's deep. passion or insanity, and maybe they're the same thing, right? <laughs> very fine line, very fine yeah. line. And so, yeah, there's a difference about it being mental, something I think about or a- analyze, and, you know, my right my left brain intellectualize something I'm emotional about in a positive or a negative way, but mm-hmm. I have a strong emotional connection with it mm-hmm. and physical that I actually am doing mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. related to it physically. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I yeah I mean I I imagine we could think of a lot of things that people have a lot of mental energy around, but they don't right really yeah. two out of three or one out of three or like, and then when you get all three firing at one time, that there goes the outburst of what one of the definitions says outburst or something. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, and that's why it also applies. The word passion also applies to crimes of passion or to to crimes of passion, right? Yes. To um, <clears throat> knee jerk reactions. Um, yeah. And I'm thinking also a significant piece of 
being fully passionate in that in this moment about whatever I'm doing, it it <coughs> it does involve being fully present in this moment. And um you know, I think that has a lot to do with feeling connected and feeling safe and feeling um all in to whatever the moment is, that that being fully present in this moment is what opens kind of a a passageway or a uh, an opportunity. Did you see the the movie uh, Finding Elmo? What a good movie! Speaking of movies, that's the such a good movie. movie. Yes. Oh movie. yes, the fish. Did you see it? I did. Oh, does it make you smile just to think about it? It makes me smile. But anyway, there was a part there where they had to go really really fast through the ocean, and they got in some flow in the ocean that the turtles were in. Do you remember that part? It's very no. Exciting. It's very funny. They had to go really, really fast in the ocean to be able to get where they needed to get, and suddenly these turtles showed up. I think it was turtles. And they were in this part of the jet stream. I don't know that's not the name of it, but there's something, a current within the ocean that goes like thousands of times faster than just the regular ocean current, and these turtles were in it. And the turtles helped them and I'm really hoping it was the turtles. But anyway, there was some fish-like animal that was helping them get into this flow that's always within the ocean, but not always people, all the fish aren't aren't fishing in it. That's not the word. Aren't swimming in it. Swimming would be the word. So I do think being in the present moment and being safe and feeling connected and allowing myself to just you know, dive into that, I'm accessing that flow. She's laughing at me. No, no, yeah, I'm laughing because I'm laughing. Accessing, no, yes. No, uh-huh. no uh-huh. because yeah, what you're yeah, saying yeah. is absolutely perfect, and it just struck <sighs> me that the movie's mm-hmm. not finding Elmo, it's finding Nemo. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, so it hit me all of a sudden that, wait, that fish's name was Nemo, not Elmo. Oh, who's Elmo? There's an Elmo. Elmo there? is the red puppet from Sesame <laughs> Street. That's good. Yeah, that's very good. That's it. Nemo. But I thought there was just something that was off. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going with it. <laughs> yes, Finding Nemo. Oh, Finding Nemo. Yeah, that makes perfect sense now. So the flow. The flow. The flow. The flow. That's it. it. That's it. That's really funny. That's really funny. That's why we're That's so cute. Yes, yes, yes. And that is available to me, that flow, when I'm in that space of safety and present to the present and present to the presence of spirit. And then I can just kind of get into this experience that takes me versus me having to take it. Yeah, and I do think when the three aspects of mental, physical, and emotional are in alignment, yes, it moves us. Mm-hmm. It, it moves us. Mm-hmm. versus us moving it. Right. We're not pushing or, you know, we're pushing, I guess, more mentally than physically or physically. We, we'll work harder, mm-hmm. but we're not doing it as a punishment or at, from a contracted place. Mm-hmm. We're doing it from a, uh, an expanded place of, I can't stop now because this is so important to me. This is so in alignment with who I am to be, who, what is, what my experience is to be in life. Um, And so what used to be the boundaries or the guardrails that we stayed within no longer apply and we just push them out. So that's what passion does. And we don't even realize it doesn't feel like Work. We're not analyzing it, mm-hmm. even though our mental commitment is there to do it. So that's very interesting to me. And I heard by my favorite TV personality, Oprah, did the commencement speech to Harvard last week, interestingly enough. And she... Uh, <laughs> Tracy's unaffected and unimpressed. See, I, I feel the need to just, uh, you know, narrate. Uh, narrate. <laughs> You're so expressive today. Uh, 
she said the classic thing, and what I really love and hate about commencement uh, talks, because for a period of time I read them or I felt the need to, you know, look them up or something, and I'm listening to a couple that uh, Obama has done. And, of course, they always have the line of find the thing you think you can't not do or, you know, the passion always comes out in those those commencement speeches, you know, what are you passionate about? And I always think that's such an arbitrary kind of thing to say to, you know, a 21-year-old or an 18-year-old if it's high school graduation because, okay, fine, find my passion. How? Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, give me some direction. And, and another thing that people might not know if they don't listen to the show much is I work with women in the Dallas County Jail. And one thing that we do uh, is we do intentions for the week. And so an intention we talk about is a big thing. Like I want to work my program. I want to be a better person. I want to be a better friend. I want to be more spiritual. And we throw these things out all the time. You know, I want to have a good day. Okay. Well, what does that mean? And to drill it down into action steps. So they have this big intention and then they have to come up with three action steps around that, and, and an action step might say, well, I'm going to pray more. And we actually drill it down even beyond that. I'm going to pray three times a day. Or I'm going to pray once a day before I go to sleep or once in the morning. So so that the action steps are very specific. And I think we talk in kind of generalities a lot in, in commencement speeches and, you know, go out and find what you're passionate about. That all sounds, and I want to do that, I want to do that. Well, how do I do that? And how do I how do I find what is my what am I what lights me up? You know, the, all those questions those tests and things that that you can take, you know, find your parachute, what color is your parachute? Is that even around anymore? They yeah. that was when I was in high school or college. What color is your parachute? Yeah. So to get some understanding and then, you know, actually follow through on that. Because goodness, you know, how to how to combine that with financial Right, you know, sustainability. Although we live right now in a generation where so many young people live with their parents, so they they don't have to support themselves fully financially, um, and part of it is because they've heard this message of you should do things that you're really passionate about, <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm you, thinking you you're not thinking that's a good stuff. idea. <laughs> Well, I you know, you're still living in the garage apartment, <laughs> but you're an artist. <laughs> I actually agree with you that it is the catch twenty two. I mean, you want to be inspiring, and that is the standard inspiration for a. It's one of the inspirational one of the inspirational keys to a life you love. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about living a life you love. And you and I also agree with you that saying it can be very inspiring. But how to actually find it is it requ- almost almost always requires you to do a lot of things you don't like first, mm, or along with yeah, yeah, or at the same time, mm-hmm. so that you you're you know there are, there's a certain small percentage of people I think who really are very clear at a very young age um, about who they are and what they can do. And, yes, they may not be able to make a living at that at that point in their life. So they could always be doing things that support that or grow that so that at some point they could do that as both their career and their calling. But for most people, you know, how many people do we know who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who are like, I have no idea what my passion is. You know, I have no idea what my purpose in life is. And, um, you know, I'm thinking of one particular person who, you know, has had a very good, a very nice career, has made, you know, not millions, but, but lives comfortably, you know, and has a six-figure salary and and likes her job, but she doesn't love her job. And she likes her life, but she doesn't really have passion for anything. She has a routine, and it works for her, mm-hmm. except that she herself, for the last 10 or 15 years, has constantly, that's, the, that's kind of the missing link, the passion part is the missing right. link. From her own perspective, this is not me, you know, looking at her and judging her. Mm-hmm. It's 
you know, yeah, for over 10 years, the one thing that she would say she wasn't satisfied with was either not being clear about her purpose, you know, that she's supporting herself, she has a good job, but she doesn't really feel like she's living her life on purpose and because of and related to that she doesn't have a passion about what she's doing. And you know, I think a passion I absolutely believe passion can be lived out in every moment. If I'm if I'm in alignment fully expressing God as me, then within each moment even if even if I'm, you know, raking the leaves or doing something that I don't necessarily love doing. I don't know why I came up with raking the leaves. That's an interesting idea. But anyway, that you know that that passion, that sense of life, mm-hmm. you know, we talk a lot about that. That that comes through if I'm in that if I'm in that energetic flow of authentically living. So it is an interesting concept that I could be in the passion even if I'm not doing what I love. If I'm loving what I do all the time by by default, by default. If, if my default becomes, if I'm getting a spiritual program and saying yes to spirit over and over and over and over and over, my default mode becomes this sense of expression of God, then it would be, I would have that passion wherever. It's kind of like a chicken or egg as I'm thinking about it. You know, Do I need to find the thing that I feel passionate about and then allow that to feed me passion so that I can then take that passion to somewhere else? Or do I become more and more in tune with the truth of who I am and then that feeds everything that I'm doing then becomes something I feel passionate about? I think um, that's, I think it can happen either way. I don't think it's, and I don't think one's better than the other. Oh, it must be black and white, right or wrong, good or bad. Or <laughs> and um, and I, I don't know, there's a, a small question that popped into my mind of can you find passion completely by accident? Oh, I think I think yes. I think you can, I think passion is one of those things. It's a word for like, you know, divine good, divine design. I think it's always pushing in on us. So I think I think it 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 is part of the capital I it. I mean I just think passion is such a powerful word that yes, I think it's possible to be found tripped over it because it's always around me if I just kind of open my eyes to it. Passion I really feel is one of those one of those one of those God words because it's just it and I'm really sad to hear it talks about murder or something else in the definition. But <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's well, passion my is the, the way that it the passion is the way it is expressed. So it is not a thing in itself mm. about how does passion express in you? Mm-hmm. Um, what are you particularly passionate about or interested in? I also like the where you were going with if your passion is saying yes to spirit. Right. If you are driven, if you are designing and living your life based on a commitment, let's yes. say it's a commitment yes. to say yes to spirit, mm-hmm. then passion could express in any and everything you do because you realize you're always you're always bringing that question, how do I yes. say yes to spirit? Yes, absolutely. And intellectually, it's like that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And then I go back to where I was at the top of the show. So I basically live my life from passion. Right. You know, it's it is a it is a a true indicator for me, or not even indicator. It's a thermometer. Um, no, it's like it's a judgment point, not a, a decision making point. Do I feel passionate about this? I'm gonna go in that direction. Oh, it's how you. Or, I got gotcha. you. You know, it's it's a um, where's my passion for doing this or for being this kind mm. of person. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my life choices, all of my life choices, um, it's a, one of the tests, you nice. know, one of the, the inner inside-out tests. And um, 
And then at the same time today, like I feel very, I actually physically feel pretty flat. Hmm. I'm not in turmoil. I'm not in anxiety. I don't think I'm in depression, but depression would be a good word to you. Hmm. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not depressed, but that's my, that's how I feel, just kind of like people who are chronically depressed and they present as kind of flat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's how I'm feeling today. At the same time, I know my life is designed based on passion. Isn't that lovely that you haven't lost sight of that? I think that's a sign of um, something very, very important is uh, when something shifts and I'm not feeling, I'm not completely in alignment in terms of feeling and expressing the truth, but I haven't lost sight of the truth. That's a huge difference. I used to say, you know, it was a really good day when I could tell my story and not be my story. You mm-hmm. know, that's a really big difference. So good for you that you're not, you know, totally, totally yeah, swept and, and up. Yeah, and and it's just, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just tired. Maybe, you don't you know, know what the trigger was? Yeah, I just I don't have the inner, the passionate energy level mm. that I am accustomed to having. And until we started having this conversation, really, it's like I wasn't even really aware of it. Interesting. And so I wasn't beating myself up about it. I wasn't trying to, you know, mm-hmm. make build my, right, do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, oh, okay, it's an easy, easy day. So that, so for me, that's interesting because we think of passion, and we've been talking about passion a lot, like this high energy level and the action of right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really clear that in this moment, I don't feel passion, but I know I live a life that mm-hmm. is passion-driven. So I have no idea what so that means. Like but. there's a foundation there that's not that's not being experienced, but it doesn't take away the foundation. Yeah, I guess that that yeah, I guess that's true. And then I guess then the question becomes how do I re-tap into you know at, at what point cuz I know um you know staying out of what the truth of who I am for too long can be really dangerous for me. <laughs> Not that it's be dangerous for you, but you know to be able to you know do the conscious things to bring me back into alignment with action steps. That's the, yes, the mm-hmm. well, yeah, which is interesting because there's a part of me that I don't feel like I, because my life is based on my passions. I don't feel like I'm disconnected from it. So I'm just trying to think of an example of how you go through the flow of passion, that you're not always in cheerleader mode. Really? <laughs> and that doesn't mean that you're not living a life of passion. Ah, okay. Because I don't feel like you're disconnected from it. Maybe that's why. It's like I'm not questioning that in any way. I got you. I know it is who I am. And in this very moment, what I'd really like to be doing is taking a nap. You know. Right, right. And I love doing this show. So <laughs> Thank you for being here. Yeah, right. But, yeah, I'd really just like to have a book and then take a nap and um, tune out the world for a couple of days so that I can recharge. So it's probably the introvert, introvert in me. needing to recharge. Right. That's, as I say it out loud, it's like, oh, this isn't about passion or not passion. This is about the introvert in me who's had so much interaction in the last six, five or six days with so many people, even when I didn't leave the house, you know, when I've got webinars and teleseminars and phone calls and meetings by phone, and it's like, yeah. So it's just the, even saying, realizing that, it's like my energy level raised a little, right? It's like, oh, the introvert in you is just like saying, please, could I recharge now? Could I please? 
You know, that is such an important um, little journey you took and so significant to point out that when we just kind of have, she's looking at me funny again. Yeah, see, I'm like, see now, I'm yet like, again, I have to. I'm you're like, so expensive I'm so in here. I'm so glad uh-huh. I had to do this uh-huh. show with a uh-huh. trained therapist. <laughs> Okay, so it was an interesting journey that I took right there. Come on. Well, you you discovered what what was really going on, but where you started was, and and that's why I used the word thermometer at first, because I think there are indicators in our lives that tell us things, and you knew that there was something not quite right, and you had the ability to, be A, be conscious of that, and B, not not try to deny it or put it off or say it wasn't happening, and then C, kind of say, okay, what could it be? And you discovered what it was, and it and and in discovering what it was, you reconnected to what you ha- what right. what the thermometer was missing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is a fascinating and such an important thing. It's kind of like the shampoo thing. Then you rinse and repeat, and you do that your whole life. But you know, but if we don't pay attention to that moment when I feel a level of passion about most things most of the time, and now suddenly I'm aware that that's not happening. If I don't stop in that moment and kind of uncover it and go down the thread of what it is, and then come out on the other side, then it just it it, it creates you know toxins and it gets built up and it's called baggage, I think somewhere. <laughs> I read the book. So good for you, Steve. You got rid of your baggage right there in real time. Yes. And, um, yeah. And so th- that is, I think, even, I think the passion piece is is critical because I could tell it was different from yeah. questioning my, what am I passionate about. Right. That's like, that's, that was not a question at all. Um, so it's, it, it's funny how... Passion can be a burst of energy, mm-hmm. but it also can be this constant foundation. Yes. And that's really what I love to think about is that it is a constant foundation. It's a part of the it with capital I. It's a part of the good, the love, the light, the passion. Go ahead. So one of the things we said in the show description, one of the questions mm. we asked was, how does your passion for God express mm. or demonstrate in your life? You know, it's funny, Petra, Reverend Petra at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas a couple of years ago did a talk about um, kind of a, a sexual, physical excitement and pleasure around spirit. And it was the strangest thing. I sat there and I thought, that's so off. You know, that's so weird, you know, to to connect those two things, you know. And um, and I am clearly aware because of my past, you know, the, the sexual, physical pleasure does kind of, there's a lot of fear that still flows through that thought or the, that, the energy of that for me. And what I came away with after listening to that was, isn't that kind of a natural way life is meant to be lived and that the as we define sexual pleasure you know it's it is a state of pure well-being and joy and bliss and you know this this explosion of good right and of course those are all things that god is and so um again because of my history I, the sense of physical pleasure is is something that has in the past been fearful or, you know, uh, avoiding or something. And and so when she connected that to spirit, it was very, I had a physical reaction. And almost to the extent that I was going to leave because I was like, ooh, 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 that can't be right. This is something wrong. This is a cult. You know, this is something very wrong, very wrong. But I'm so pleased that I did not leave because it really is, I think, at the core of everything is that sense of, you know, the physical pleasure that we think about in terms of how it's meant to be experienced is really 
an indicator of spirit, of God, of good, of everything that I can do, like you're saying, have that be my foundation, mm-hmm. whether I'm, um, you know, making love or standing in line at the 7-Eleven, that pure sense of passion should be, absolutely, I want that to be what I'm radiating from, where I'm radiating from, where I'm coming from. Yeah, and that whole the whole idea of if my passion for God is what drives my actions and how I show up and my passion for Christ consciousness, for being an example of Christ consciousness, is I think I think about that I think about it in that way a lot even more so than my passion for God. My passion for God expresses as do I live in a way that models or demonstrates Christ consciousness? Am I speaking to people? Am I making decisions? Am I showing up wherever I go when people interact with me that they can feel the love of God. So I'm operating from Christ consciousness. And if I'm doing that, then that is, and that's my passion, to live life in that way. Then, yeah, then it doesn't matter whether I am in line at the 7-Eleven, as you said, or if I am the person behind the counter at 7-Eleven serving people or if I'm pumping gas at 7-Eleven, you know, and the person pumping gas on the other side of the pump, you know, how am I in, what inner exchange do I have with them, even if I don't have words, mm-hmm. you know? Because you can, there's an energy. Oh, yes, definitely. Right? There's an energy. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, you know, obviously the show is Say Yes to Spirit, and when we say yes to spirit, how do we show up? But that passion for for being an expression of Christ consciousness is very powerful. And unfortunately, or fortunately, as I paused there, I thought, what, not just how I interact with other people, but how I view, see, and love and support myself. Oh, big, big time. Yeah, that's. All starts there. How many people do you know who are very generous and loving and compassionate to others, but their own self-talk, their own, the way they treat themselves is horrible. Right. I don't know anyone like that. I'm not like that. I've never been like that. Wouldn't do that myself. (laughs) I actually have a name for my negative self-talk years ago. The therapist called the bully. She made me name it, it, and it really is. It's an amazing um, thing, the power that obviously I'm giving, but certainly it feels like the bully's taking, but um, that that it can absolutely, you know, knock me off my feet and pull me out of passion, out of present, out of presence, and um, there's no passion. Well, it shifts your passion. My passion becomes that murderous, nasty passion. <laughs> it's, it's alignment, emotional, uh-huh. mental, and physical alignment that results in the actions of negative self-talk. You know, for in, you know, for people mm-hmm. who show who results in them showing up as jealous or you fearful, know, angry or physically or hurting exactly. myself. All of those things. Right. Right. So the passion is is the expression mm. of what is going on in the alignment between your mental, physical, and emotional thoughts. So passion becomes one of those words, I forget the other word that we talked about, that really, you know, has the same energy, but it, it depends on which direction you're pointing exactly. at. Like so many things, fear and faith, mm-hmm. they're the same energy, mm-hmm. but taken in one direction, it's faith. Right. And taken in the other direction, it's faith in everything going wrong, which is fear. Mm-hmm. So faith is the same way, that your faith is expressed by what you do and say, and is it in a God-like direction or is it in a fear-like direction? 
That's a powerful question. So passion is the Mm -hmm. same thing, Mm -hmm. that if I am, whatever I am aligned with, Mm -hmm. and it can feel really positive, or it can feel really, it can express as really positive, or it can express as what on the human level we think of as negative. Mm -hmm. But it's still just reflecting our passion, what we passionately believe in, what we passionately feel, and that's what shows up in the physical you know, it is a real interesting thing, and we're doing it this week with the women in the jail, in terms of becoming aware of what I am thinking. What is my default? What is my automatic pilot? Because we have such a life of automatic pilot that until I become aware of the until I became aware of the bully, I was pretty much the bully. You know, I was pretty much operating from this standpoint of self-loathing and self-destruction, and it was huge for me years and years and years and years and light years ago, thank you, God. But anyway, I just wanted to point out that wasn't yesterday, so I feel better about myself. But anyway, it was huge to me the the moment that I understood that's not me, that I became aware that that's an operating system of which I was living, but it wasn't me. And so for the women in the jail, we we go through different cycles of things, and and we're in this cycle of we're not going to take any action this week. We're just going to become aware just journal. What are you aware that you're thinking? What are you aware that you're saying? Am I aware that I'm? somebody comes up to me and says, how are you doing? And I'm feeling scared and I'm nervous about my kids. I'm worried my husband's cheating on me. Whatever it is going on in their mind because they're in jail. I don't know what my case is. And somebody says, how am I doing? And I say, oh, I'm good. How are you? So be aware. Am I, am I authentically responding to people? And then be aware. You know, when somebody bumps me in line at the lunch thing, Am I, you know, likely to try to knock them down later in the day or am I likely to try to avoid them or do I go and cry in my bunk? So just the awareness of what 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 is my operating system? What is my mind doing? And so interestingly enough, until I'm fully present to what's happening, I think the passion is covered up. It doesn't have an opportunity. When I was living out of the bully, I, the passion really didn't have an opportunity because it was so covered up. And so passion takes a bit of fertile soil, I think, to <laughs> sprout in. And unless I'm aware of what I'm doing, then then that passion can sometimes lay fallow. Is that the right word? That's not the right word. Fallow? Oh, that sounds so impressive. It just lays there until something happens and it awakens. Oh, I like that word, the awakening, the remembering. That's all very in line. Okay, so we're going to answer the question, how does your passion for God express or demonstrate in your life? Hopefully in everything I do. You know, I I can tell when I'm demonstrating God as me, you know, I lose time, I lose sight of, and I've talked about that before, that's I'm real aware of when I do therapy or when I'm doing a talk, that I'm, or even when I used to do stand-up comedy. I would get into that, and I would feel that, that utter flow. And I think, um, you know, the passion that that is a, that is an indicator for me when I kind of lose time and I am so focused in on what's happening that it doesn't, my mind isn't doing the grocery list. That that would be. Did I answer the question? Uh, I guess. I have no idea what the answer was going to be. Express, yes, yes, yes. And I think, you know, hopefully it'll express all out in, you know, in terms of physical and mental and um, emotional. You know, I thought you were going to, like, take the easy path out. What would that have been? That uh, your passion (laughs) for God expresses or demonstrates because you show up every Saturday and, you know, do (laughs) every week because we change the day of the week, but... Um, every time we do a Say Yes to Spirit show, yes, that that's demonstrating your passion. It is passion demonstrating, and, and I do, I can, I am aware, um, when I hear the theme music, yeah, my energy shifts into some sort of alignment. It just brings me back to what I know, and I think that's another reason we talk about having touchstones or having rituals or having things that I do at certain times or certain ways to bring me back in alignment with that passion. Yeah. And it is all whether it's whether it's 
you know, the radio show or some or going to church on right. Sunday or um, going to Bible study on Tuesday or it is true that those touchstones, those they become our habits. Yeah. But normally when we say the word habit, we think of it as a bad habit. <laughs> right. But it's the habit, the habitual choices and the habitual actions we take that demonstrate what our passion really is. So passion is not without, does not necessarily mean you're acting without discipline or without structure. Mm-hmm. It's what's behind that. You know, what What have you been building? I, I even think when we see someone who who expresses or demonstrates, a, you know, a crime of passion, they kill their spouse, and it seems like it's in, it's not planned, it's not planned, so it does, it, it, it does express as a burst of action. Mm-hmm. But if you really look back at the habits that led up to that, you know, there have been habitual patterns of behavior or conversation, and then this person exploded in action, you know, in an action. And I think, you know, with just on the other side, on the positive side, that's what happens to us even in our churches, right? You have a habit of going every Sunday or going to prayer in a mosque every Friday, you know, or honoring the Sabbath on Saturday if you're Jewish or Seventh-day Adventist. And so you have that, that's the pattern. And then after a certain period of time, you have this burst of clarity from a spiritual or religious point of view that takes you to another level or to a different action that you couldn't have imagined five years earlier. It's just that's happening on what we label a positive side and we label when someone has domestic violence and abuse over and over, that's the habit. And then in a jealous rage or in an act of defense, one partner or the other shoots or cuts or kills the other. It, it's a build-up from what has been a habit. Yes, and I think I always like to use the metaphor of like an emotional bank that I'm putting whatever I'm doing is going into an emotional bank, and that is what I have to draw on when external things happen. And if I'm not putting meditation or affirmations or positive people or positive rituals in my week into my bank, then I'm very likely to kill someone at the end of the day. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, yes, I don't have that ability to to respond with any kind of um, spiritual money. I respond out of fear or I respond out of anger, which is a secondary emotion. I just always have to say that now so that we understand that anger, there's always something underneath the anger. It has nothing to do with passion, but I just feel so important about saying that all the time now. So, did you answer the question, Tracy? How does your passion for God express or demonstrate in your life, I have a radio show called <laughs> Say Yes to Spirit. There you go. That's true. And That's I true. show up for That's it. That's true. Even when you're not feeling, uh, when you, even when you're in desire or needing to recharge introvertly. Introvertly, I made up a new word. But I think that's a, I think that's an also another key indicator is, okay, I have these rituals, I have these things I do. Am I showing up for them even if I don't feel like it? The answer for me recently would be no, pretty much. But I show up for the show because you're here. But, you know, in terms of doing my daily meditation or showing up to church or doing some of these other things that have been touchstones for me, not so much. But, uh, well, and I think that, is, I, and I said it earlier, that passion does not passion does not mean without discipline. Yes. Except it doesn't feel like punishment. It feels like I do these things because I have a passion, and to other people it might look like drudgery or it might look like an impossible series of tasks. But when you are passionate about whatever it is, it's like you just know these are the things that I do that support that, support me living that mm-hmm. or expressing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, at, at, at what point 
does it become so much ingrained? You know, is there a certain time frame? People say, what, it takes 30 days to form a habit or 90 days to to create a lifestyle or something like that? There's all sorts of, you know, things people write in books. I always wonder how they know that. But um, But I do know that the repetition of something is really significant for me and that there does become a point where the repetition then becomes just a part of who I am and it's not something that I identify as like I, you know I'm not a person who meditates I don't talk about it because it's just it's just so much part of my routine and the passion you know it, it's kind of like a, it's it's like being in that flow in the ocean you know the passion then becomes the thing that moves me I'm not seeking it or finding it or looking for it or trying to ignite it it just is Yes. <laughs> it just is. Capital I, capital I, capital I. And if you think about passion in terms of spirit and how full on spirit expresses, you know, there there is just no um there's no there's no separation between passion and spirit when I really drill down what spirit is the, the the energy of love that is all all in all in all in all the time right right without hesitation or wondering outside of the present moment so I think that what would be a great little homework assignment this week oh, goody. would be to be aware of yes. what you're passionate about, and the two one of two ways or both ways, whatever your whatever you decide. So one way to think about that is um, if there was someone invisibly following you around with a video camera. I love thinking about that. Am I the only one that thinks that? I think it would be so much fun. And, re- and recording yes. your entire, right. wait, all your waking hours for the next seven days, six or seven days. And then, you know, the video, the yes. footage, raw footage was just shown to someone who didn't know you. Right. And they were asked the question, what do you think this person is passionate about? Love it, you know. Or what is this person's? What is? What are these? This person's passions? Mm-hmm. What would someone who doesn't know you, never met you, what would they say? Oh, well, what are your actions showing? That's exactly. really different. Not what's in my mind. Oh, exactly. I want to be a writer, or oh, I want to be a stand-up. You know, That's what am I actually doing? doing? What am I doing? What I am doing reflects what I'm passionate about. Oh, that's not can't be possibly true. <laughs> so that's kind of the homework. I get to be passionate in my head and not do it at all, don't no, I? No, not as passionate as ah. the combination mm, of the mental, physical, emotional, piece. and physical. That means you must be doing things. Right. And so perfect. even if you're not making money doing it, you know, you're I can think of time job that I wasn't, I mean, I was passionate about getting a paycheck. But I was at that point in my life still very passionate about being a dancer. Mm. And so, yeah, if they videotaped me, they would see that I had this job, and I did a good job, and I liked the people, and I was friendly. But I went to dance classes three times a week. I thought dance. Nice. I shopped dance. I, you know, danced at home. I, nice. You know, so it's like, oh, Love that's that. what she's passionate about. So what are you passionate about? Um, and if you don't want like the idea of a video camera peeping, peeping Tom all the time, uh, then just think about in your actions every day, what are you revealing as your true passion? Oh, I like that. So that's homework for all of us. And we'll be back um, in a few days, and we hope that you will join us then. But until that time, say yes. yes. The spirit. spirit.